Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of Five Smooth Stones on this Blog Talk 
radio platform. I want to thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. I really appreciate uh, some of you uh, following us even since 2011. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hopefully these broadcasts have been a blessing to you and yours. And um, as we say uh, so often, or as I say so often, um, this little engine that could uh, hopefully is producing um, truth that will make you free. And folks, if we're not helping uh, you and yours, we should be on the air blogging, taking up people's time. But I can assure you this, we try to be about our Father's business, okay? Uh, we do these open forums on Thursday, and then on Sundays I have a little project going on with the book I have uh, where we talk about white supremacy. And uh, it's pretty much therapy for me, um, but I do open up, I do allow the public in as I kind of think out the book, uh, go over the book. Um, it's a very interesting program on Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Central Standard. And then on 8, um, 8 p.m. on Mondays, of course, we do the um, current events where we talk about what's happening in our world. Uh, what's happening sometimes, what's happening in the news, and so forth. So, brothers and sisters, again, we thank you for your time. Tonight is open discussion. What does that mean? That means we're talking about any and everything on your spirit, on your heart. And so if you have something you want us to address or talk about or you want to share something just really uh, pressing your spirit, feel free to call us at 914 Five five nine zero. One more time. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Brothers and sisters, uh, as some of you know, we've been uh, we're well over five hundred shows. We want to invite you to go and check out some of those old shows we've had on many people, be it co-hosts, guests, or callers, talking about this, that, and the other. Again, uh, relating. We try to be relatable to the people, and uh, so it would be about something you or yours is going through. Who's that? Who am I addressing? I'm addressing humanity. But first and foremost, I am addressing these people that some people call Israelites, or uh, uh, we, we like, we, I should say we like to call Israelites, but most people know them by African Americans. Uh, we are talking about what they're going through. They their pain, their progress, their success is center stage on this blog. But we do talk about things that relate to all human, all of humanity. And even if we are talking about things that only relate to African American, I can tell all the ethnic groups listening to this broadcast that you need to know what's going on with uh, the so-called African Americans, who we believe is one of the lost tribes of Israel. Of course, there's others scattered throughout the four corners, and um, you need to know what's going on with them. And really, uh, Israel in general scattered throughout the four corners. And so, again, while I'm at it, uh, I'd like to, again, this week, uh, remind those that are going through some of the same pain and uh, plights we're going through here in America, and you're in other parts of the world, to know that this show is dedicated to you also. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, we 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 feel your pain. 
we feel what you're going through. We sometimes, uh, uh, we did a show a couple of weeks ago about hopelessness among our people. So we feel you tonight. And these shows are dedicated to you and yours. And I hope, hopefully we're led by the Spirit tonight and that the Most High will shine upon us, glean uh, his truth through us. Matter of fact, let's just go ahead and uh, do something we've been doing lately. And that is invite the Most High into our program. All right? Y'all mind doing that? So let's do that. Dear Heavenly Father, Yahweh Israel, we want to thank you for your love and your mercy and your kindness. Uh, Psalms 103 tell us you will not always chide with us and give us what we deserve, but you'll have mercy on us. And, Father, we thank you for that love and that mercy and that patience with humanity. And more importantly, we thank you for sending the Messiah and shedding his blood where our sins can be hid in Christ and placing us in him and, and, and making us one with Christ. Well, when you see us, you see this Christ. We thank you, Father, that you've made us righteous through this gift. We thank you, Father. We invite you into this program tonight. We're very, very serious here on this earth as we try to be um, a blessing to our brothers and sisters tuning into this blog. Father, help us to speak things of hope. Help us to articulate uh, what is going on in the earth, but help us to also, Father, give hope to the people and encourage hearts, including our hearts, uh, heal your people with your word, as the scripture says. You sent your word to heal them. Father, we invite you to send your word tonight through the callers, the co-hosts, and, 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 and even through myself, Father, send your word tonight. We invite you to send your word through the Holy Spirit and heal all the listeners. These things we ask, we come to you strictly in who Christ is and not in our uh, on who we are, our good merits or our uh, successes or our downfalls. Father, we come to you through Christ. Amen. Hopefully y'all didn't mind me sharing that little prayer because we're very, very serious. I try not to do blogs just to be doing something, folks. Very serious. Very serious. Okay, folks, tonight we're going to be joined by, I'm going to be joined by co-hosts here in a little bit. Uh, right now we have uh, Pastor, Pastor Elsie Chris. I suspect LSU will maybe stopping by. Uh, we'll see. But before I go to the co-host, uh, Pastor Chris right now, who's only in the house, but I expect others to come, I just want to remind everybody, when you listen to these shows, and you're blessed by it. I mean, it really, really um, puts some truth out there, and you know it's making you free. You can feel it. I want to remind everybody, you know you are required to share that, right? You know, that's being a good Samaritan because people think just giving money to people and providing people a place to stay or, or you know, a car to drive or clothes on their back, they feel like that's the only way you can help people. But I'm of the persuasion that the greatest help people need is not things at all, but it is it's the Father's love and it's the Father's information, it's the Father's knowledge, uh, how he wants us to see things, I'm trying to say, how he wants us to look at these challenges. That's far more liberating uh, 
they're giving somebody a few dollars at a corner because they're going to stay on that corner most likely. But if they can perceive the love of the Father for them, if they can perceive uh, how much he really is in their life, uh, that could transform anybody's life. So, folks, share the show. How do you do that, Brother Seth? Simply click on the HTTP www, highlight it, copy that, and paste that. Send it in like a message, like a text. Okay, share these shows, brothers and sisters, because if it made you free, guess what? It probably is going to make others free, all right? Also, I want to just remind everybody again, we have over 500 programs. Um, all you need to do is Google Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and you can get all of those shows, okay? The very first response you get on Google is going to be us. Again, Five Smooth Songs. Blog Talk Radio, and you can be able to listen to any of these 500 shows where we've had on many, many, many people, again, talking about things we know for sure that will make you free, all right? Folks, we've worked hard over these shows, often uh, never really charging any money. Uh, you know, when money is not in the picture, you're most likely to get truth. So, folks, again, enjoy the 500, over 500 shows we have Again, talking about everything under the sun, uh, where it relates to you, yours. And then some of you have sent uh, compliments over the years. Uh, you've been very, uh, you've given very high praise to these programs, to the co-hosts, through email to me. I want to encourage you to keep doing that. My email is Seth, S-E-T-H, uh, S is in Sierra, E-T-H dot M dot Turner, at Gmail, Seth.M.Turner at Gmail. Let us know how well we're doing, or you can also give us constructive criticism. We're definitely open. Communicate with us, all right? Follow us. Follow us. I can't say it enough. Follow us, brothers and sisters. Follow us, all right? Um, I, uh, I'm going to share something that I try to share every 10 shows. I don't do this every single week. But um, I feel like I need to do it, and that is talk about what we're trying to accomplish here on this program. Um, blogs are very serious. We take two hours out of our day, and again, we're sharing things we know for sure, uh, things that, uh, of course, there's a lot of exposing of the enemy, and I know how some of y'all feel about, I've heard things over the years uh, that that's negative or gloomy, but we also try to follow up what is going on in our world, in our homes, sometimes in our own minds and spirits, with hope. Because the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So we try to, at this Fossil Soul Network, really be relevant, okay? Um, we have co-hosts that are their own thinkers. Oftentimes we disagree. And, and I kind of like that in a way because I know that we're not at the same place. And if you're not the same place, you probably won't see things the same. So uh, we're very honest. We're very real. We keep it very, very real uh, in, in that we try to deal with, again, what is truly going on in our world and what the Father, who is the ultimate reality, what he has said about the various things that we find ourselves facing on this earth, especially when we are walking and disobedience, brothers and sisters, are ignorance. So that's an enemy of ours on this show, ignorance. 
and uh, and um, lies and deceptions that is promoted by the powers that be. We are definitely in war with these evil people and trying our best to salvage our people. All right? So I just will have to get that out of the way. Um, so the five smooth stones, how did it come about? Well, we've been doing it since 2011. I asked the Father five questions. And now this happened a little much earlier. I asked the five, uh, Father five questions, brothers and sisters. And uh, uh, in 1988, um, after attending a convention and hearing some very things, uh, racist things that concerned me, um, in 1987 I heard a word that God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. One more time. In 1987, I heard this word. The word was that God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Well, there was about 20,000 people attending that convention. And we all rejoiced because even whites, so-called whites, uh, everybody rejoiced hearing this word that God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last. And the last is going to be first. But between 87 and 88, I saw something in churches, because I didn't know about racism in churches. I knew that racism was in the world, but I did not know racism was in the churches. And so I experienced something that was very, very serious. I began to see believers, pastors, leaders, uh, practicing this racism where they would say, uh, instead of giving you your rightful place, your rightful position, your rightful raise, or whatever it is you're entitled to as a work in the ministry, oftentimes they would say, uh, God is getting ready. God is getting ready. Uh, brother, you know, you got the word in you, and one day you're going to be able to lead us white people. One day you're going to be able to do this. One day they would always put in the future, and the Father began to show me that that was just another form of racism. I want y'all to hear this really quickly to understand how we came about the five smooth stones. So, after I began to see racism in the church, I no longer trusted white males. And I'm just being honest, y'all. Again, I love all people, but at 1988, after I ran across this, I had no trust for white people, really. I just knew that yes, they are born again, but that they have a weakness. And, and before y'all think I'm against white people, black folks are in the same boat. There's certain things you you got to be very careful listening to black people teach on because they have weaknesses and things that they bought into this whole we are black and this, that, and the other. So they have some limits. They have some limits. Yes, they do. Black people, so-called black people, have bought into this whole race based on color and that we only can do this and we only can do that. So you have to be careful with who you're listening to and what they struggle with. So white males are no longer wanted to listen to where it relates to this so-called African-Americans, who they are, what the Father's doing with them, what the Father's going to do with them. No, 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 I didn't trust them. And to this very day, sorry, I don't trust them. Now, does that mean that no white person can tell me something great that the Father's doing? I'm not saying that I won't listen to them. 
But I take what they say with a grain of salt because a lot of our white brothers and sisters wrestle with white supremacy. Now, before y'all thinking I'm against white people, let me explain something. A lot of black people, too close to whites in an ungodly way, who are victims of white supremacy themselves, I don't trust them equally. So there's certain ministries I won't listen to because I figure they're pushing white supremacy too hard. They in the bed too much with white ministries. Ain't and nothing. I shouldn't say in the bed with. Uh, it's not quite probably politically correct. What I'm trying to say is there's some churches that follow instead of the Most High and His Holy Spirit. They're following after American culture, so they are acting just like a lot of our white brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, putting down, not believing in, holding back, impeding the progress of so-called African-Americans. One, I tell you right now, most pastors is not going to even deal with racism in their churches. Well, that's because they feel like it's politically incorrect and they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. The Father, I guarantee you, wants to deal with the racism in all our hearts and the white supremacy, and the, uh, which is nothing more than white the philosophies of white being superior and philosophy of blacks being inferior. It's the same coin. And a lot of so-called African Americans have bought that hook, line, sinker. I mean, they, they, they really, really, really think just like whites. So for y'all think I'm on some hate the white man trip, I'm telling you I'm against white supremacy. And that's really what we deal with on Sunday nights. So, that's 1988. I no longer... Start, I'll listen to whites even to this day but not where it relates to our people and certain so-called blacks so I went home and I asked the father five questions not in this order I asked the father what is with him using the black man keep hearing this word going forth that you're using the black man is this racism is these people toying with us? What's with you using the black man? If you tell him if a white man seek you, you're not going to use him, that you're going to use a black man. It just sounds racist. I feel like people was toying with us. And then I say, Father, what's going on? What's going on? I'm hearing that there's something called One World Government, New World Order. Uh, actually, back then it was just called New World Order. And I say, I'm hearing that such thing as a New World Order. I'm hearing that there's some wars, some wars playing out as far as 30 years I mean wars planned before I mean again 30 years in advance wars are planned I, I'm hearing this such thing as fake news so father we can't really trust ABC CBS or any of these network what's really going on I'm hearing that there's secret societies why are there secrets folks I was green as I don't know what I asked the father pray these prayers pray this prayer What's going on? Then I asked the father, again, not in no certain order. I asked him, can I understand the book of Revelations? I can no longer trust Hal Lindsey, Kilton's son, Pat Robinson, none of them white males. I want you, Father, to help me understand the book of Revelation for myself because these people may be born again and truly love you, possibly. But for whatever reason, when it comes down to us as a people, they're not willing to share. Can I understand the book of Revelation? And then another thing I asked the Father was, another thing I asked the Father was, can I, <laughs> my, little, my little grandson came in, in here 
to direct the show, so y'all just ignore the little voice in the background. Somebody will come get him here in a second. But uh, hey, little baby. <laughs> That's a little Menelik, y'all. You know, Queen of Sheba and, 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 and uh, Solomon had a baby, and they named him Menelik. So my little grandson is named Menelik, and so y'all here in the background. <laughs> Arlene just got him. Just bust in here. But anyway, last thing, wasn't the last thing, but I asked the father also, um, could I see the world? Now, I said I can no longer trust these white people. And I'm tired of them dictating to us who you are, who we are. They interpret everything about our world. I don't want to hear from them no more. And I wasn't, y'all, this ain't hatred. I just didn't trust the people. I didn't trust them no more. I mean, would you? I mean, I mean, for real, why, why would I? Why should you? I mean, the biggest liars in the world. I mean, there's just line, 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 line. Control the media. And, you know, they control the way we think. They influence the nation. No, I don't want Get me out of America. Father, can I see the world? Folks, I kid you not. And also, I ask this. I say, I'm hearing that Jesus was not white. I think he's white. Father, it doesn't matter to me what color he is. But, Father, were there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? <laughs> And I'm speeding through this uh, co-host. Just I got to do this every ten shows, as y'all know. Folks, listen. When the Father gave me these answers, these answers to these five questions, five topics come out of these five questions. Now, of course, the travel thing—that was just a yes. You can't see the world. I was able to see 24 countries. He blessed me to see 24 countries, but that wasn't one of the topics that came out. So here is the topics that came out of those five questions. Number one. Um, well, let me just let me first answer the questions, and then we'll get the topics. For as a black man, God is not using the, the Most High is not using the black man because he's black. The Father does not recognize race based on color. He does not see us that way. The Father is uh, um, is putting certain truth out there that a lot of our so-called white brothers and sisters, and some of our black folk, can't, don't want to, will not talk about, and that's why. A lot of churches that are growing that are talking about some of these things, and it looks like it's a black movement, all these black pastors popping out of the woodwork with white people following them. We've never seen nothing like this ever in our life, in my life, 60 years. I've never seen this many white pastors, young black men, just all over the country popping up, and they have big, uh, good ones like Social Dallas. I mean, it's the biggest, fastest-growing church probably in America. These people have 2,000 members, and they ain't only, they only been in existence for a year and a half. Go figure that out. But it's not him. It's Pastor Todd. It's all kind of people all over the world, all over the country, popping up. The Father is raising up his people. Uh, he's, he's Put it like this. The Father is doing a work. He's speaking a certain word, and those that adhere to that word... Those are who he's blessing, not because they're black, but because of the word and because a lot of people struggle with racism and they don't want to teach it. So a lot of so-called black churches that's not willing to talk about this, they're struggling as well because the Father, again, has declared something they don't want to talk about. What's going on? I can't share that. It's too too lengthy. I'll just say this. Our world has been taken over by the Catholics in the New World Order. Y'all forgive me. I got a little slight cold battling. Our world has been taken over. Hey, hey, hello. Our world has been taken over 
by the New World Order that control the water, they control the environment, they control every almost everything. And uh, they're not invincible, though. They have bewildered the wild uh, uh, man, kind, giving them, uh, giving them uh, uh, lies and deception. And through ignorance, they have uh, Satan has caused man to give up his will to these wicked people, and they control our world. I believe in voting, but I don't think our votes count, especially for presidential races or anything of that nature, anything of that size, local election perhaps. I do, I'm do. i not saying don't vote, but I just don't believe in this. Our, our country has been taken over a long time ago, and really our world. Okay, that's all I can say about the New World Order, which is nothing more than really uh, a counterfeit kingdom of God. Everything the kingdom of God is about, Satan wants his own kingdom uh, to do the same thing. And that's, that's really what... Uh, this is all about. Um, and then the book of Revelation, of course, the Father has, through the many through the years, we talk about the book of Revelation a lot. I won't hit that too much because you've heard us talk about the book of Revelation. One thing I can tell you about the book of Revelation, we no longer believe America is this godly nation. We believe it's the whore that straddled the water that made the nations drunk with her wine. So um, sorry, y'all, that, don't, that didn't know that. But um, anyway, so as far as blacks in the Bible, uh, that's, uh, the, the, there's not blacks in the Bible like I thought the Father was showing me, brothers and sisters. I thought He would uh, show me blacks here, blacks there. You know, um, you know. Here's some. Here's for the. Here's some for the Hispanics. Here's some for the. Um, <laughs> that's what I actually thought the Father would do. He would show me Hispanics over here, uh, Asians over here. Where when I go to teach, I can say, Hey, you're in the Bible. Look, you over here. Uh, Chinese, you over here. African-Americans, you over here. No, that's what I thought the Father doing. Sometimes, I ain't going to lie, I wish that's the way it was. Because people thinking I'm some racist because I believe that the entire Bible is people of color. They feel like, oh, he done lost his mind. No, folks. So the two colors dominate the earth, green and brown. Father made his man out of that brown. The rest of the earth is green, pretty much. Anything outside of it is recessive. I'm telling you, the Bible is full of very dark-skinned people. We get into that. So the five topics, again, and we're going to come into our co-hosts here, is number one, the revelation of the Hebrews. That's a topic. That's one of the five topics of the five smooth stones. We call it five topics, five smooth stones, to bring down Goliath. In your life. Another thing we talk about is, uh, again, Revelation of the Hebrews. Another thing we talk about, well, who, if we're the Israelites, then who are these people over in Europe? We talk about some called Bible leprosy, how we lost, uh, some of us grew too tall through sin, some of us grew too short due to sin. Anytime your natural state causes pain, that is not God's will. Growing being too tall isn't God's will. I don't believe in being too short. If it's causing pain, that is, brothers and sisters, I don't think it's God's will. So we believe this is due to sin, people not being able to have child, childbirth, children, and um, childbirth, that, that's due to sin. And also, by the way, to not have pigmentation, we believe, is a part of sin, as a result of sin on earth. Don't mean that the person is evil or nothing like that. We're talking about skin right now, so we talk about Bible leprosy. And folks... Talk about the New World Order. I just mentioned that one. Uh, folks, 
We also talk about white supremacy in a way you never heard it. I guarantee you. Because when we find some stuff, we don't just believe that uh, it's our white brothers and sisters that are, are uh, uh, um, white supremacists. We believe that. Sorry about that. We believe that whites are only 8% of the world's population. So uh, it would it would stand a reason that if, uh, if, if 92% of the world is non-white, then most white supremacists are not white. That's true. We believe that. And um, it's a philosophy, folks. It's not a people. All right? So, and we also talk about the kingdom of God, which is the solution. So at this time, I want to go to Brother Elishua. He's in the house. Pastor Chris is in the house, but he dropped for some reason. I'm going to try to get him back these cell phones. That's what happens. But before we do all that, let's go ahead and get pa- um, um, uh, Brother Elishua in the house. Uh, Brother Elishua, your line is now open, Brother. Uh, 682-452. Go ahead and say hello to the people and welcome. Hello, everyone. Good evening. And, 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 and uh, brothers and sisters, again. hold on. Before Ella should say something, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going off fast. When I saw Brother Chris, when Pastor Chris dropped, I forgot my train of thought. But as far as the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is a solution to all of those other four stones. So it's the fifth topic we talk about. We call the five smooth stones. It is the fifth stone, and it is a solution to all those other challenges. Ella should go right ahead. I'm going to try to reach out to Pastor Chris while you're addressing the people. Good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing? It's five smooth songs. Uh, again, uh, it's another beautiful day. Uh, very blessed to be here and have the opportunity to share the words of life with those who are listening, those who are via the Internet and calling in by phone. Um, what can I say? I said up uh, three times. That means really I have nothing more to say. <laughs> Until Seth is, until I am clear into what direction Seth wants to show to go this evening. <clears throat> but I will say this is that while listening to Seth and some of the things that he said, and I am totally and in, totally in, believe indeed that the answer and the solution to all of the issues that we and the complexities that we are confronted with this day and this in time moment in history that the kingdom of the Most High God, Yahweh our Elohim, provides all that we need. Yahweh uh, Shah said that I'll come to give you life and that more abundantly. Well, when he spoke those words, prophetic as they were, he was not somehow removed and did not have foreknowledge of the times that we would inherit. So that word is just as sure today as it was when he spoke it 2,000 years ago. The word of the Most High endures throughout all generations. So regardless of all the naysayers and the skeptics who come to believe that the word does not have the power to change and transform life, I am here to tell you that that is not so. That the word is powerful, more sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing the sunder between the soul and the spirit. So um, as every opportunity we get to come into this show, uh, that is the backdrop foundation and the orientation for all that we say and all that we believe. <clears throat> Mother Seth, you back? Amen. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Well, Pastor Chris has joined us. Uh, Pastor Elsie Chris, and thank you for those words and encouragement, really. Pastor Chris, your line is open. We've been It's been a while since we've had you on, brother. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Good evening. How y'all doing? Great. And I just want Thank Brother Elishua for um, saying those words he said. 
They were very inspiring and very truthful. And Pastor Chris, it is exceedingly glad. I'm gl- glad to hear your voice. I was thinking about you today and wondering how you were doing. So praise the most high. I'm glad that you're on the line. Thank you, man. Praise God. Praise yeah, God. It's been a while that he uh, has joined us. Go ahead and let anybody know how to get a hold of uh, you, Pastor Chris. And, and what, uh, my and number is 682. It's uh, Temple Church. It's in Fort Worth. Uh, we're still kind of virtual. Um, you know, I, we've moved our service from Sunday to Saturday to observe the Sabbath. So we've done that since the last time we've talked. Um, oh, and wow. you can, if you want to hear the messages, you know, it's just SalatheaTemple.com. And, uh, you know, you, you're my Facebook friend. You can send me a, a, um, a friend request, and I'll, and I'll grant it. And then you will be able to hear um, hear the sermons on Saturday and Wednesday night. We do Bible study on Wednesday and uh, Sabbath services on Saturday at 1130. Wow. And my phone number is 682-552-8465. Um, you know, you can call me. At, you can catch me at this number. It's my personal cell phone. I have another cell phone, but that's my personal cell phone. If you want to catch me or talk to me about anything, you can just give me a call, and I'll be glad to talk to you. All right. Thank you. Well, it's good to hear your voice as well as Ella Shore. And uh, I've been, I don't know if I went first, last uh, open forum, but I want to, Pastor, since we haven't heard from you in a while, you to share a couple some things that's on your heart, on your spirit. If not, we'll go to Elishua. Either way, we're going to come to Elishua and see what's on his heart. But, I mean, if you want to go first, that's fine. I'm just going to kind of sit in the background and listen to you, brothers. Okay. You know what I would just like to say, man? What's been on my heart is uh, about the killing, you know, black on black. That's what I'm talking about, just the killing that's been going on in our community. You know, people like the, today they were talking about uh, a lady – played a pickup game at the uh, basketball court, and somebody went home, got that gun, and came and shot her and killed her. You know, it's just too much um, gun violence one to another instead of love. And that's that's what's on my heart tonight. Well, Pastor Chris, what do you, why do you think that is? Well, it, you know, I, I can – point to a lot of things. Well, one thing, you know, um, I'm going to just say like the video games, you know, video games are kind of violent and they've taken the um, the price off of life. Um, I met a brother who had a uh, ministry he did with young men and they told him, oh, it doesn't make any difference if you shoot somebody because they usually get up in about five minutes, they're back. And he had to end up taking them to the morgue uh, just to show them, hey, okay, this guy was shot. He was pronounced dead. Let's let's sit here and see how long it takes him to get up. And the brother never got up, of course. And so he was trying to give them the impression that, you know, they put it in the game, but that is not the way it actually happens. And I think that uh, a lot of that that's one reason I can think of uh, music, you know, the lyrics and some of the music that they're listening to. Um, you know, they pushed it all into the materialistic, I think, part and for and have forgotten about the spiritual part of it. Um, is that and then I think it's uh 
parents aren't parenting anymore. You know, everybody's got their own thing, and the parents are involved in that, and they're just letting the media, uh, you know, raise their kids. So it's a lot of things. I think it's, uh, you know, the Bible tells us that uh, the love of many will wax cold. I think we're seeing that, you know, just by the amount of, of killings going on in our community. Well, before I share, I'm trying to be balanced because I spoke a lot early on. So, Ella, sure, we'll love your response on that. Oh, well, uh, my response to that is exactly what Pastor Chris just said in the latter part of his comment about the love of many wax, of the love of many waxing cold. If you want to synopsize uh, what is going on in our community in particular, and that is, it has commonality with the scripture because let's remember that when Mashiach was speaking, he was speaking to Israel. He wasn't speaking to the nations of the world. He was speaking to Israel. And the things that he foretold and things that were predestined to come, those things were things that he was speaking specifically in regard to what would take place, Israel. And if you read Matthew 24, and I think it's the 21st chapter of the book of Luke, where he gives this dissertation on what would be taking place at the end times and what would take place before his appearance, he addresses many of these issues. And in reality, what Brother Chris said in regards to the entertainment industry, the entertainment industry has been given completely, and listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, when I say completely over to Satan, there is nothing within that industry that is wholesome, that is of honor, that is of truth. The industry is given completely over to Satan because those who are disciples of Satan are the ones who own and operate the entertainment industry. And that's all aspects of it, not just in terms of the regard to the music, but all of it. But specifically when it comes to the music, we have to understand that our people have been conditioned for 400 years to self-destruction. The seeds were sown a long time ago, and now what we see is the harvest of those seeds, of that fruit of those seeds coming forth. When we look at the, the, the mental controls and manipulation and exploitation that has happened to us as a people, what we see in regard to the actions of the younger generation should not come as any surprise to us. Because if you are aware of the sign of the times, and as, and, and as the tribe of Issachar, you know the times and know what Israel ought to do. You understand that these days were spoken of. We are living, living, engaging, experiencing the fulfillment of prophecy every moment of our life. Spoken in regards to the New World Order. The New World Order is already operative. Only thing that awaits the New World Order is the complete downfall of America and the appointing or the announcement of the son of perdition. But everything else is already in place. So what is going on with our people? There is only one solution, one solution. I have people say, well, what about the people who don't believe? It's real simple. If you don't believe, you're going to be destroyed. It's as simple as this. 
And that's why come Yahweh said in regards to the oppression that we would encounter during this time of, ju- of, of, of experiencing the, ju- the, ju- the wrath of the judgment that has come upon us for disobeying the covenant that he given to us because he chose us as a special people beyond all the people on the planet of the earth. And that at the time that he chose us, we were the fewest among any people. And now our numbers have grown to proportion just as the prophecy that was given to Abraham, like the sand of the like the the, the, the pebbles of sand on a, on on a beach, like like the stars in the sky. We are that numerical number. But Satan's number one priority, his number one objective in this end time moment and dispensation, is to destroy Israel. Because if you read the 12th chapter of the book of Revelations, it speaks specifically that he would go after the seed of the woman who gave birth to the man-child who was caught up into heaven. And then from that time forth, his major, his very, the people, his target has been upon us. And that's why we're one of the most influential people on the world, but we're the most devastated and oppressed people on the world. We have a voice. But before they gave us a voice, they took our souls. And therein lies the problem. And there's a problem with the solution because the solution is the kingdom. Ah, but guess what? He's infiltrated the kingdom. Yes, I'll say it, and I'm going to show you some scriptures that says, says give me time, allow me time to do so hereafter, that, that he has infiltrated the kingdom of God with darkness. And I can show you the scripture to prove it. He took the very answer, the only solution to the problem, and he infiltrated it. Brother Seth, I don't want to be too long-winded. <laughs> Explain, elaborate. I'm sure a lot of people want to know what do you mean. Also, share the scripture about the about when it talks about the um. Just as, as you as you as you. As you share, just give scriptures as much as you can, because we know what you're saying is true. Pastor Chris and I, I'm familiar with scriptures, but some people have no clue what you're talking about. And I go right to the scriptures. As a matter of fact, Seth, you opened the show up perfectly. When I say perfectly, I'm not giving you accolades in, in the intent and how lyrical you are and how eloquent, but in the content of it, because literally I'm sitting here at my computers, and that's why I come. I called in a little late. And I'm trying to come to the scripture, I'm like, well, okay, Holy Spirit, where we're going? And it's like, and every time I would go to something, it's like, not there, not there, not there. I went to the book of Revelation, it's just not there. And literally, I pulled up my eastward, let it drop down, turned around and do something, and it took me right to this. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. Another parable, and this is the parable of the weeds, and this is Hamashiach. Um, as the world knows, okay. Jesus is the Christ speaking. Another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven. We're not talking about the world. But while man slept, his enemy came. His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was strung up, it brought forth fruit. Then appeared the tares also. Pay note to the chronological order of events that took place. It says that it brought forth fruit, and then it brought forth tares also. 
And it says, by when it, when it slept, the enemy came and so tears among the wheat, and he went his way. But when the blade was sprung up, it brought forth fruit, and then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the household, the kingdom said unto him, Sir, dost not thou sow good seed in thy field from whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy, an enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. Very important words, speaking in chronological terms. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together the first, the tares. He didn't start with the fruit. He said, gather together first the tares and bind them in bundles to be burned them, but gather the wheat into my barn. What is the explanation? We go down to Matthew 36. Yahweh sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that stores the good seed is the son of man. Yahweh Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sold them is the devil. Okay. The harvest is the end. Hold up. The last two scriptures. You said two more scriptures. No, no, no. I'm just saying okay, brother. The- I'm just saying okay. Keep going. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I thought you wanted you to my, my, my bad. Okay, the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so should it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth angels. Now, when you do a word study on this Greek word here that is utilized, the word literally and this is where we have some of the deception with the translations of the scriptures because the word should have been his ministers. Because that is, that is the exact root word from what this word is taking. And those who are familiar with the languages of the scriptures know that many times that the, the Greek or the Hebrew word can be defined by four or five different words in the English. But in order for context, it has to be exact. And it says that the enemy that sold them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, again, the chronological point, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, his messengers, and they shall gather out of his kingdom. This is, the, this is what I introduced this with, because I said that the darkness, that the enemy, that Satan, the devil himself, through his agents, have infiltrated the kingdom of the Most High Elohim, the Most High God. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, his messengers, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous, only until this is done, only until everything that you just heard me specifically specify in detail from the scriptures, directly from the scriptures is done, it's just going to happen. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the Son and the kingdom of the Father, 
who have ears to hear, let him hear. I read this parable years ago, and at the time that the Holy Spirit kept bringing it back to me, he kept bringing back to me the state of the church, of Christianity in particular. And as, I began, and as he extracted me from that culture, from that society, and took me to a place of my own where he could speak directly to me, for you have, no, you have no need that any man teach you, but the Holy Spirit which dwelleth in you, he teaches you all things. And the Holy Spirit says, son, I am talking about those who have coexisted together for 1,700 years. I am talking about the church and Christianity. Christianity is the tares. The church is the wheat. And that's why he said he would gather them into his born at that appointed time. And now, if you go to Corinthians, there's a scripture that says... Now, hold on that, a second before you, that, go to, before you go to Corinthians. Uh, okay. Pastor Chris, uh, any, uh, well, anything on anything you've heard so far? Um, I just heard the truth, to be honest. I don't have any negative thing to say about it. Okay, or any positive thing. <laughs> okay. Well, LSU, go ahead and, uh, and and Pastor Chris, appreciate that. Just was just want to get your feedback here once in a while. Feel free to jump in. I'm just letting LSU kind of finish out what he was saying. Go ahead, LSU. Okay. And if you read in the book of, I believe it's the Second Corinthians. I'm trying to pull it up here, uh, but I'm trying to be efficient as possible. And it says that Satan set forth his servants as ministers. And listen to this word, apostles of righteousness. Apostles of righteousness. There is only one religion in the last 6,000 years who's made its emphasis the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The whole spectrum of theology within Christianity, and I know because I attended their university, the whole orientation of Christian theology is we are saved by grace through faith. That our righteousness is not of our own, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the very people who have been teaching false doctrine, very same people, you mentioned one of them earlier today, Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland is a false prophet. And for years okay. I've listened to that man's take. And then when I begin to get into the nuances and understand the word more clear, after I pulled away from that particular religious environment, I could see all of the false doctrine that he was teaching and how he would take scriptures and twist them to make them say the things that he wanted to say, emphasizing his message of prosperity. And he is one among hundreds right now. He is one among Ella hundreds. Sure, Ella sure. And the reason why I come with we can't be saved. The reason why we are not saved, not can't be saved. We're Can definitely, you hear me? But the reason, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Hold on just for a second for a minute. Let me get this out. And Pastor Chris, I would love to know your feedback on this. Okay. You know, I don't have no, it's all the truth to me. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Ella Shore. It, it, here, here, here is just some, we, we boys, we can talk. Here's my thing, Ella Shore. Here's my thing. And I want you to dress me and don't get upset, okay? If I wouldn't be set, well, I won't, I won't. Please, if please, I didn't tell you this, I wouldn't be set. Every week, every week you've been on, I've listened to all the shows. 
every week you come on, you find time to talk about how the church, and, and you're right. This is what's crazy. Somebody might say, if the brother is right, why do you have a problem with it? It's because it's the same thing, though. Every week, you, you, it's almost like, and I know you know you better than to say this, so I want you to address me now. It's almost okay. like, okay. it's almost like, no, it's okay. I'm letting you know right now, address me with what I'm saying, because okay. I know somebody okay. else is thinking this. I know a good host, a good host says what the caller is thinking. Every time exactly. you come on, you're talking about the church. Now, a lot of these folks are not even in church. There's not a church attendance like it used to be. People don't know who Kenneth Copeland is. We just know who he was. They don't know nothing about him. They, oh, these young people are listening to Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland. None of them ministers we came up listening to, they do they listen to. So I don't know who will really understand what you mean because they don't listen to him. That's number one. Number two, people are not in the church like that. They're doing all kinds of other stuff. They're meeting with brothers. They're online listening to stuff. They don't go to churches we know it no more, especially since COVID. So my thing is, I, if the Father wants us to talk about it, you do that and forget what I'm saying right now. But I'm trying to understand you. How is it? Now, this is open forum. It's like it's a lot of things going on, I'm sure, but it's like you're always – end up bashing certain, and they're always big names. There's a lot of little preachers that don't do none of this. They're little. They have small shit like Pastor Chris. That's what the bulk of pastors look like, Pastor Chris. Everybody ain't concerned about no Kenneth Copeland. He's only one guy, and, and I know that's, I know they affect millions of people. I do know well, that. Now, Seth, give me, Seth, Seth if, if you will, if you would, let me deal with one thing at a time because you give me a whole lot on the plate and I got to eat it real Okay, go ahead, so go ahead. Go let ahead. Me go, let's go back and forth and I'll address one thing. When you said, why do I do it? Well, if you look at the world in darkness and you see that everybody's over there in a cage and they're locked in a cage and they can't get out. Okay. And you look across the way, across the street, you look across the street and there's a person over there who is standing there with the keys in their hands. Okay. If you want the people delivered, you're not you. If you want the people delivered, all the other things that are going on, traffic going by, you're not concerned with that. The only thing you're concerned with is how do I get the keys from that person so I can let those people out of their cage. And when I laugh when you said that, it's because it said a word to me, my mentor, my mentor in the faith, and this will shock most people when I tell you that. He was a white pastor of a Methodist church and a professor of a uni- at a university. <laughs> and he was what you would call a troubleshooter. And he would go from church to church whenever churches were in trouble or diminishing in numbers or so forth, or they were on the verge of a church split or something of that matter. He was a troubleshooter. So he was very effective at his job. And one day, one of the people, his parishes, they asked him, they said, Pastor, when are you going to stop preaching on John 3:16 and salvation? He said, as soon as y'all get saved. He said, you've been preaching that for a whole year. He said, and what was the answer the first time? As soon as y'all get saved, I'll stop preaching it. And the moment that the body of Christ, the church, wakes up to the reality of who they are, and can make a distinction between themselves and this religious institution that controls the world, 
until that appointed time, and the Messiah says otherwise, I am going to do forth and go forth with the, comm- the mission, the commission that I've been giving, and that is to wake people up. That there are two entities under there. One of them totally takes Yah's name in vain. They hold the truth and unrighteousness. And I can tell you specifically who they are. They are Christianity. And here's the thing. I was thinking today about some of the things that you say, Seth, and the objections. So please, you're doing your job, and you don't have to apologize for doing it. Do it well. Uh, because I'm not going to respond in anger. I might get riled up at the moment. Then you like always, you know, just take a moment, you know, bring it back down. But I am not going to get angry at you for asking these questions or bringing up those objections because as a prudent host, that is your responsibility and obligation to do so, especially if the people are not calling in and they're not asking the questions themselves. So in that regard, I was thinking about today, and I was like, every church that I've ever attended since I've been born again, there was always a core group of the people who were on fire for the most time. And those people always had some form of irritation on what was going on in those churches saying that we need to be in the spirit. We need to be thinking the most high. And we're all concerned and, and we're preoccupied with doing this and we're preoccupied with doing that. You were among that group. Pastor Chris is among that group. Purcell Porsche is among that group. Uh, uh, Donna Turner is among that group. I know many people who have been among that group. Your sisters were among that group. And when they begin to see the inconsistencies in Christianity and begin to call it out, people saying that they were bashing the church. They weren't bashing the church. They were bashing what their eyes saw and what their ears heard and what their heart felt. They were bashing the deception and the perversion of the truth that goes on in most churches. Yes, I'll say it. Because the reason why I say most churches is because most pastors who have any type of formal education was appointed by this white supremacist religious entity. They were educated by that white supremacist religious entity. I just discovered the actual, what they call slave Bible, where they took portions of the Bible out in order for us not to read it because if we would comprehend it, we would understand who we are. And when, Pastor, and when Kenneth Copeland makes those comments about, and Oral Roberts too, and that is my alma mater, that's the university I went to, but he's implicated in this also as well. So when they make those little condescending comments about God's going to use you, God's going to use you, it's because I've come to this revelation, and i got an issue with him. You know who we are, and you knew who we are all along. And that's why you condescend us, and that's why you belittle us, and that's why you don't give us the kind of power an entity that you have, and this is the reason why. Because, you know, the moment that we discover who we are, it's a wrap for you. The jig is up. It's done. And that's why I come to these Hebrews, and many of them are off. They're uneducated. Many of them are young. They're unlearned. But they got something that's taking them off the streets on Saturday. That's taking them out of the nightclubs on Sunday nights, on Friday nights. And on Friday nights, what they do instead of out there on the nightclubs partying, doing whatever, all kind of rivalry. No, they're in their homes preparing for the, the Sabbath for the next day, reading the scriptures, fellowshipping among them. But what we got our eyes focused on is that religious giant, arm of that religious giant called white supremacy embodied in a religion called Christianity. And now that has infiltrated the kingdom of the Most High God. I just read it to you from scriptures. And I'm a messenger. I'm calling separate the beast from the tares. 
Seth? Well, I hear you, man, and I, I, I would say I didn't hear nothing I disagree with. I guess my thing is this, LSU, again, as a host and, and thinking of how people are listening to the shows and and uh, what they're thinking. I could be wrong. Pastor Chris is on the line. He'll he'll straighten me out if I'm wrong. But I guess what I'm saying is you come on and you're pretty pretty animated. And, 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 and I just, I mean, it, it, what you're saying is true. And maybe maybe that's the way we all should be, just animated, because that's pretty serious what you just said, those charges leveled against the church, which I agree. Christianity, I guess my thing, not the church. I don't right. bring no charges against the church. I'm speaking specifically of the religion called Christianity. That's good. And I think you should say that more often. That's just me. You ain't got to say it like I said. But it just sounds like when you talk, and again, you, you, like you just said that, and I'm sure anybody listening will be like, oh, okay. But when you be talking otherwise, you don't share that. But I, and I always come behind you. Maybe that's one of my job is to come behind and say, hey, don't misunderstand what the brother said. He's not talking about all Christians. He loved Christians. He loved the church. But he's talking about Christianity, this thing that the Catholicism produced and so forth. Uh, Pastor Chris, do you feel me? Uh, you kind of understand what I'm saying? Uh, in a way, but I kind of agree with LSU. You know, all he's doing is telling the truth. You know, a lot of our people and pastors, too, don't understand the truth or teach it. But, you know, I just think he's telling the truth exactly the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, just, I, for the re- just for the record, I do, too. I do, too. Honestly, brothers and sisters, I'm not, I'm not trying to make – I'm not trying to appease Elishua right now. I actually do agree with him. Christianity has been used as a tool to hold back Israel. Yes, it has. Been. Yes, why do you think no? Why do you think all these churches don't know who the Israelites are? Why do you think they give us such trouble with talking about the Israelites? Why do you think they keep saying, "Oh, it don't matter," but they keep them white images up in the church? So obviously, Christianity or, or church or our, our our temples have been taken over by these people. White supremacy. That's why I teach on Sunday nights. Because I'm looking like, you know, Sister Eliana, I remember, I don't think she she got tired of me. I'm being honest. She got tired of me about white supremacy. People get tired of hearing about it. But I'm looking around saying to myself, just to show y'all how true what LSU is saying, my thing is that he, he's always talking about it. It's like, no matter what we talk about, he always get to that. No matter what we talk about, he always get to that. So that's my thing. But let me show y'all how much I actually agree with him. White supremacy is one of the main things you talk about. It is so serious. God has showed me, the most have showed me, y'all have showed me, that we're still owned by these people. I mean, just like when we was in slavery. Yes, we are. I mean, some of y'all say, oh, no, brother, I don't know about that. Oh, no, no, no. The Bible says when we go into captivity, they would own our bodies. You say, they don't want our bodies. We can go as we want. Really? Whenever they want us, they can have us. And I mean sexually, too. I mean sexually, too. I mean, they can handle our women in such a way. They can they can, they can can flirt with our women in such a way. They can show our women certain things that some of us can't afford. 
They can show our women lifestyles we can't provide, and those women will give it up just like they did for Master. It is no different. Oh, brother, you just counted. There y'all go being negative. I'm saying, brothers and sisters, these folks don't even have to be around us and we're fighting light-skinned, black-skinned. My daughter told me something the other day. My daughter's beautiful. I'm not just saying it because she's my daughter. Average guy that see her say the same thing. Matter of fact, every guy that see her say the same thing. She's beautiful and she's fine. But she is going through some things with these light-skinned girls being picked over these caramel color and dark-skinned girls. She says it's major, especially in these clubs. We're just as sick as we were back then. Something, oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. I don't know. Sometimes I think we was more prouder way back in the day than we are today. The way I'm looking we at were. this world, the way I'm looking at this world, I'm saying, are we crazy? Are we absolutely out of our minds to think we're free? Yes, we have our own stuff, but they control how much. Listen how much control these people have. We have $1.2 trillion, and I see you per, per sale in the house. We have $1.2 trillion flowing through our hands, Pastor Chris. They say if we would patronize four black businesses, we would, that money would stay in our community, and we would become the seventh richest nation in the world. There's 200 nations. We would be number seven. That's some serious dough. One point. Two trillion? Black women are the most educated group in America. So what's our problem? Our problem is not more money. Our problem is the way we serve, the way we believe. It's got to be the church and the root of it. So I was sure I ain't hating on what he's saying at all. I'm just, you know, I just want to know why he just brings up every single show. But he explained it. Because the church holds the key. Let's bring in uh, uh, Pastor, I mean, Brother Purcell. Hey, Seth, say hold on, let's bring on Purcell. Hold on, let's bring on Minister Purcell Porsche first. Uh, Eric Code 513 Purcell Porsche. I know you're a little late, but Brother, you're in the house. Go ahead and say hello to the people just joining the conversation. LSU was leading out. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so good to be back on. Uh, bring you greetings from Salt Life Ministries. Okay, Ellis, okay, Purcell, Purcell, okay. your line is chopping, man. We can't, you got to, I don't know what to do. Get close to a window or something. Try it again, please. Can you hear me any better? No, you're choppy. You're choppy. It's like your, bu- your mouth is, it's like you're blowing bubbles or something. It's real choppy. Okay, I'll call back. I'll call back. All right, okay. Ellis, sure, go ahead. When he comes, we'll just bring him right in. Okay, yeah. I just want to say something in regards to what you were saying about um, African-Americans. First and foremost, what you just stated is the set they do own us. I'm going to show you real quick, two points. They own us. Number one, our name. Do you know that we are literally titled by the people who captured us and the people enslaved us? That's what we call ourselves every day, African-Americans. The people who captured us, the Africans, and the people who enslaved us, the Americans. And we are actually ownership. They, we are really actually commodities to the United States government. A lot of people do not recall this in their history textbooks. They might not have been told this. In that, uh, but this nation went bankrupt. And when this nation went bankrupt, 
about 100 years ago, it used its people, its citizens, as collateral. So what your birth certificate is, it's actually a receipt of your existence, not a note of your birth. <laughs> this is Babylon, people. Now, in regards to this about white supremacy, is that it's the same thing you told me years ago, and the Holy Spirit showed me. You can never see the perversion of something as long as you trust it. You have to come to a point of distrusting it before you can actually see it for what it actually is. That was the process that most people go through in regards to white supremacy. We trust this system. We trust America. But when we become conscious and we begin to see America for what it really is and we no longer have trust in it, then we really are able to have a conscious mindset and see exactly what it really is. It's the same thing in regard to Christianity. We trust it. It has been the foundation for our belief for, de- for generation after generation. And what we have done is we have identified the church as a religion called Christianity because that's who has served us. That's what brought us into the state. It was the church, not Christianity. Remember, they dwelled together and coexisted ever since the beginning, initiation of the Catholic Church of Christianity in the third century through an emperor called Constantine. So what has to happen, there has to be a process that preaches those who know the truth, people like this, uh, entities like this radio show that can cause people to really see clearly what it is we're looking at because they trust it so much they cannot see it small. It's like a woman who has a husband that cheats on her. Everybody in the neighborhood knows her husband is an adulterer, but because she loves him so much, she trusts him so much, it could never, ever become in her mind that he could be committing adultery on her. But the moment she finds out, she is not happy. And you know what? She I want to share something. I, I want to. Last, last one. Last one. And she's not happy about that. And I would say to everybody, you know how Seth sometimes makes a comment, I think you've got problems with the church. Well, he's right and next. But I don't have problems with the church. I have problems with the Christianity. Because I'm one of those persons, I don't take kindly to being deceived. I don't take that man down to know that you fooled me, to know that I trusted you, to know that I invested in you, to know that I put money in you, to know that I supported you, and to know that I promoted you, and then to come find out you lied to me. How am I supposed to feel? You've been lying to me. And you lied to my mom and my daddy and my forefathers. You are a big old liar. We trusted you. We trusted you with our lives. You wonder why come I got a problem with you. Well, let's hit that. Let's hit that. But before you do, let's hit that. Uh, and everybody, uh, 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 um, Purcell is back. I won't let him do the intro because he's running late and we, for time's sake. But Purcell is back on the line. Um, he's going to join in any time he wants. Uh, listen, everybody, what Ella Shua just said about the trust, this is how it hit me, and this is what he was alluding to earlier. I had told him that the Father showed me, Pastor Chris, that it's like a cord, a big, thick cord going to everybody's head. Everybody has it in America. If you're born and raised in America, you have this cord going to your head. 
Just imagine mm-hmm. a big cord going up to the sky, and everybody's connected with these wires. About a three-inch cord mm-hmm. connected to your head. And so the reason why they can't hear us when we say we're the Israelites, the Bible's a book of black people. What reason why they say the same thing like a robot, y'all sound racist. Do you love white people? Why do you say that? It's like when we say that we're white supremacy, they get all uncomfortable. Black folk get more uncomfortable than white people get. And so God show me, mm-hmm. in order for these people to be able to understand, it's just like what happened with you, that cord has to be severed, has to be oh, cut. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. what the father did, once the father, I broke confidence with the white males in 1988, I probably learned more in 88 than any year in my life. Because I stopped trusting the system. Once I severed the cord and started questioning everything they say, I started learning things. It was just there all along. Why did I see it? We trust white people too much. Al Sharpton said something a long time ago. I don't normally quote Al Sharpton, but he said something. I said, man, that's deep. He said, can black people ever be free as long as they're trusting the media? I mean, a media that has got long history of lying on us. How can you ever be free, ever be free, trusting the media? A business where they say, don't report, they report that. So, LSU, I want you to finish, but but he's right. I, I'm telling y'all, because that's why I quit. See, people say, why don't you write the book, Oh My God, These Niggas Are Hebrews? That was the book I really want to write. The reason I didn't write that book is because of what I just said. You got to sever white supremacy first in their brains. Then they'll be open to the second book. But right now, I look like a racist. So I got to write a book about white supremacy, how black people can be racist, and all of this, and let them see how sick we are and how we need to throw up the white supremacy. Then they'll be open to truth. I don't know if y'all getting what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, we as a people and white people too, they trust themselves. White folks literally redefine everything. It's weird how they do things. The Bible says, I think it's in Habakkuk, it says their dignity and judgment proceed of themselves. I don't know if y'all know how, how, what that scripture is saying. Here's a people, every other people that ever came onto the earth get their dignity and judgment by the elders. By watching somebody else, they get their dignity, and they get how they judge things based upon the previous generation. Here come these people on the earth that look at a certain thing, destroy it, and redefine stuff. Their dignity and their judgment proceed of themselves. That scripture is one of the most amazing scriptures in the Bible. How can people do that? Just go in and just say, okay, well, this is America. I know there's already people here, but we, 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 we created America. We started America. 
How do you do that? How do you say Columbus discovered someone? Everybody knows when Columbus got people here. They don't buy what you're saying. They don't see it the way you see it. They just redefine stuff. Now, I think Satan is the author of that, not white folks. I don't think they're intelligent. That right there, that philosophy is what controls the world. Purcell, you knew, not new, but you, you, you just joined the conversation, so... Anything you've heard of concern, quickly, then I'm going to go to LSU and let him finish, because uh, I want him to nail down specifically where everybody will understand from here on out what's the difference between Christianity and the church. I know it. Pastor Chris know it. You know it. But I want the listeners to know, now this brother is right here. He's not dogging out the saints. He's dogging out the blah, blah, blah. So Purcell, quickly, and then we'll go to, uh, back to LSU. Okay, here's what I want to here's what I want to talk or speak to is when you was talking about the Al the, the Al Sharpton quote. Can it can black people ever be free listening or trusting the media or something like that? Well, my question is, or what I believe the real question is, how can anybody be free? Lest the sun Set them free Because the Bible said He that the son sets free Is free indeed In other words You surely free If the son sets you free So all of this other stuff Media and all of that That's futile As far as I'm concerned So But uh, I, I really hate that I wasn't on and actually hear exactly what was going on. So it's okay. that's about the gist of my take right now. Um, and I'll continue to listen and I'm sure I have something else to say. Uh, because okay. LSUA has that effect on the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, LSUA. So, <laughs> 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 I know you're going to pull on my heartstrings somewhere, bro, so I think I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Go ahead, bro. You know, um, <laughs> Seth, there is some, there, when we're talking about this, but it's like, I want to take Purcell. He's something he just said. I want to ask him a question. And this is the complexity when I talk about white supremacy and Christianity being So, I'm going to ask you a question, Purcell, but I want you you to know who I am before I ask the question. I'm a Muslim. Okay. I'm a member of the Nation of Islam. As you know, people from the Nation of Islam are quite prolific in history, especially in regards to black history. And I come from a group of people who were uh, oppressed by the people. I come from a country. I live in a country who has Mm -hmm. oppressed my people for 400 years, and they still do. Mm -hmm. And I went to one Mm -hmm. of y'all churches one time, and the pastor was and he was talking to me about this Jesus. And I noticed Mm -hmm. a picture on the wall. And I walked closer to the picture 
And I said, man, all the hell that black people have ever went through come from people just like him. My mind has just rejected your faith. Mm-hmm. And because I reject image of beast, I don't want nothing to do with the beast. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. preach to me the gospel of truth. And, 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 and explain to me, because that image represents the religion that you mm-hmm. are a member of. So explain to me, mm-hmm. can you reconcile not only that image, but all the destruction that has been done in the name of that image. As a matter of fact, if I recall my history in the third century, the man who started Christianity, the religion, said he had a vision and he saw a cross and he was given the word from the Most High, go and conquer. That man shed millions mm-hmm. of people's blood in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, please convince mm-hmm. me why I should be accepting your religion and your faith. And Purcell. Wow, first of all. Hold on. Purcell, do not mm-hmm. say how he was black because that's not what pastors do. Answer uh, Elishua's question I, I and don't go talking about what he wasn't really. No, I'm just saying that's what people are because okay, nobody's talking about it. Well, you answered. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying because okay. if you, okay, if you so use listen. the knowledge you got now, it ain't going to work. Right, and I agree with that. I agree with that. But I'm I'm a firm believer in truth, okay? So not my truth, okay, what I know to be the truth. First and foremost, be, before I could ever really have uh, a truth conversation with that person, that person would first, like the scriptures say, have to believe that he is. So the conversation uh, aside from that is already um, a, a failed conversation because we don't even have a, a, a likeness as it relates to the truth of the scripture. But okay. faith comes by hearing. So, but faith comes by hearing uh-huh. and hearing by the word of God. And how would they hear? By the word of God. Unless there be a preacher to preach. So, what you just said, what mm-hmm. you just stated, as far as a belief, belief is something that's taught. When they when they ask the people in the book of book of Acts, they said, "Have you received the Holy Spirit since you've been converted?" Converting is a is right. a mental thing. It means that you have convinced me through reason and intellect and evidence that what you're stating is so. Okay, but they didn't know because they wasn't they wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. They didn't know. They couldn't they could not see. It's just like No, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. In you the, have in the, the Holy in Ghost. the garden. That's why you have it is to be it's a witness. Just like, you got to convince me. Right. So it's just like being the in the garden. Spirit. I'm not. You're born again. I'm not. Okay. So you were given that Holy okay. Spirit for the specific reason of being a witness, so you got to convince me. Okay. So the way I would deal with that, first of all, the way I would deal with the, the number one point that you made 
was the image. Okay? Now, like Seth said, I wouldn't come uh, um, talking about this guy was black. The way I would approach that is I would approach that by what the Bible said. So if, and if once I come with what the Bible said the image should look like, okay, so that immediately dispels that truth that the image somehow uh, created in that person's mind. Do we agree on that? Yeah, because, because the, the truth of the scripture, the truth of the scripture does not agree with that image. I disagree. Period. That's, that's, I, I, that's I part of my disagree. issue. I would Let's disagree with that. I would disagree with that because the color issue is in the scriptures itself. When you read the Bible, you know they no, talk about No, he's saying that, Pastor Chris. He's saying that the scripture doesn't agree with the white image. He's saying okay, right, which is what Okay. All right, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm which is what which is what his talking. point was. Which is what his point was. It was the white image was our oppressor, right? But but per, per, no, back back to you. I just Alan Shua, answer that question it, first. Answer that yeah, question that first. Was, right. Yeah, so okay. And that, so and if we, I if if I listen listen if I am if I am the one who is trying to uh, reroute you to the truth. Okay, and I have the Holy Ghost, and I have the Word of God living on the inside of me, then I share with you the truth, which is the Word of God, okay? And that does not agree with the image that has already given you the, uh, the, the, the perception that you have of this gospel, then I now have removed or wiped that slate clean. Okay, we can't use that no more. That's true. We can't use that no more because that's not what the scriptures say. Well, okay, let me So now we got to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let him finish. I mean, you know, you you about you got you got the is, mic for the most that, part. Am I right about that or what? Am I because right now right there, I just told I just told your whole kingdom down. Well, that, that's why I because I just refuted what you I, I just refuted what your I, argument was with the scripture that that you um, are opposing. Okay, now which all right. Is okay, so me, that's why I wanted to respond. Remember, I'm the person who's been saved, and this is my response to you. That's not what y'all practice. See what you're telling me? Okay, I can go into ninety percent of black churches, and that's not what you practice. You practice something different than what you just stated to me. And this is my point when okay. I ask that question because this is the, now hold up, because this is what Seth was, I'm trying to say what Seth was saying about how, the, you know, the feeling, the emotion here. Now I have to ask this question to Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, if me and you get into yes, an sir. argument, if me and you get into it, and you found out that I did some things that were wrong to you, and I was guilty of those things that I did that I did wrong to you. 
But there's some things that I also need to tell you, but I was guilty of some things that I did wrong to you. And I approach you. What's the first thing I need to do? You need to repent. Tell me uh, the truth. Come on with it, Pastor. Come you on with need, it. You know, that, that's just what I believe. Even though if, if I found out you are, you know, you know, like you're trying to hoodwink me for some reason, I would say the first thing you need to do is correct that, the hoodwink. Exactly. Now, now I would agree with that too. I would agree with that too, to the to the extent, to the extent that now if I, if I, if I, let me make sure I'm clear here, if I wronged you, if I wronged you, see up to this point you hadn't met me. But if but you, represent, if you and I but you have, represented, if but you, you and I have but a relationship, but you represent an you, entity if, that wronged me. I'm you not, represent, I'm not the ninety percent. You represent an entity. I'm you not are the ninety percent. An entity that wronged me. Okay, but I'm still I'm still an individual, and I still have to study to show myself approved. See, salvation is personal. First, it's personal. That's why I can't get caught up, or that's why I should say that 90% of the church is caught up in foolishness because we late. We talked about this in our last, uh, in the last show. We lazy. We lazy. We're not going to figure it out. We're not going to investigate it for ourselves. We're going to take your word for it. That's lazy. Percy, I got a question for you, though. But if that being the case, if that being the case, this is this issue right here. The Bible says that. But a I do agree messenger, that if I wronged you, then I should apologize. Absolutely. Exactly. If exactly. I wronged you and then exactly. I realize I know because, now that I wronged you, then I should apologize. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now, well, and, and, and the apology, this is the point. Is that I represent an entity. See, I don't speak, and that's why I come and tell people that's part of the problem with Christianity. It's too personal. We're called to say, I don't know, I don't know about that thing. Personal all the time. Huh? He said, go and seek and say that. Because you. Why is it so personal? But why is it personal all the time? But here's the point right here is that with the repentance come an acknowledgement. That's what breaks down people's walls. Now they're able to receive you. When you acknowledge the sin, when you acknowledge that, yes, this entity is built on the block of white supremacy, when you acknowledge that, then as an individual, you can extract yourself from that and tell me how you see it. But first you must acknowledge that what you're trying to sell me is built on the foundation of white supremacy. And therein lies the great deal of the problem. It's because we're not willing to acknowledge the fact. And the preachers and the pastors, when we get to that, when you talked about being lazy, I don't think all believers are lazy. You know what I think it is? I, I don't either. Go to, I think that they go to institutions of learning that You're have not exceeded beyond middle school. So they're going by the emphasis what they're giving. Because it's good to put the responsibility on the people in the congregation 
and not hold accountable the people in the pulpit. The Bible says a good messenger saves many, but a bad messenger calls many to go into destruction. And, and, and there well, is the problem. There's hold a problem. Hold on, hold on Prince. I was trying to get in there. Y'all just go okay. back and forth, please, please. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I just didn't hear. Go ahead. Uh, 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 Purcell, what was you trying to say? And okay. then Pastor Chris, if you okay. had anything. Look at, look at, okay, look at this. I forgot what I was going I was. Uh, I forgot what my thought was just a minute ago. But I, I just, I, I believe the Holy Spirit just gave me another thought. Okay, I remember, uh, uh, I remember a case. It comes out of Texas. Okay. There was a young man who uh, committed vehicular homicide against four of his passengers. I believe it was four of his passengers in the car with him died because of his uh, inebriation. Okay. And Very they guy. went to trial. Yeah, they went to trial. And his attorney... Uh, case was built on what was called what we now know to be um, affluenza okay and affluenza simply means the way the way that they tried the case is this young man's family was so wealthy that they didn't have time to teach him right from wrong are, are you familiar with this story yeah, yeah. And, 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 I ain't making it up. Yeah, yeah. I ain't I'm making it up. With, I, I'm so he got off. Oh. With the yeah. Yeah, he got off because of affluenza. Okay? That's what's happening with the church. We're trying to get off because of affluenza, and we, we have not uh, considered the fact that at what point do I grow up? See, we always want to put all of this on the, the, the preacher or the pastor or the leadership. But at what point do I grow up? In our natural life, we start out in kindergarten. The expectation from kindergarten is first grade. The expectation we don't start out from kindergarten. We start out as infants. second grade. Huh? Hey, I'm talking about start out as infants life. For time's sake, Priscilla, let me ask you a question. Are you saying, for you to say that after what Ella Shua said, it's almost like you're saying, I'm not going to put them in leadership, I'm not going to put them in Christianity, but we got to grow up. You're not saying that, are you? I am saying that because we have, listen, 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 I'm not, I'm not excusing false teaching. I'm not excusing that by any stretch of the imagination. Please, please don't don't get that from what I'm saying. But it is incumbent upon us that we at some point have to take some responsibility. And as you grow up in Scripture, you will see that. Okay. You will see that in the Word. You have to... You, you have a responsibility to this gospel. Right, but let me say this. I can't ride the coattail of pastor the whole, my whole walk. I can't. That's, I guess that's, what I'm saying. That's, that's asinine. 
Let me say this, and you can finish. Go ahead. Finish. What you trying to say? Let me say this, and you can finish. And then I will love to hear from Pastor Chris, and then we'll go back to LSU. I think what LSU is saying is bigger. I mean, the very Bible you have to try to grow up with is whitewashed. It don't mean you don't have truth in it, brothers and sisters. Don't think I'm saying that. But, I mean, when you open up your Bible to do the research so you won't be a child like Brother Purcell is saying, if in it is white images, if in it is books taken out, if they allow certain but in it books is not white in, images. Hear, hear me out real quick, and I'm going to be out. I'm going to be quick because we're going to go back and forth. All I'm saying is this. I think what LSU is saying is, you almost have to get it from the Holy Spirit and not even look at no Bible. Because anything in print is under control of white males. Anything you can see on this earth is controlled by white males. So you have to get the rhema or the knowledge from God, another word, another phrase. You have to literally get it from the Holy Spirit. And everybody don't have that. Okay knowledge of how to extract from the Holy Spirit this. So, yeah, he's right. You can't walk around for thousands of years because you're trusting the, these Bibles. And I'm not, again, folks, I'm not knocking the Bible. Again, if you listen to the Holy Spirit and it re- revelate like it has done for us, it will do it for you. So, per se, I don't know that I think you're supposed to hold accountable Christianity, like she's saying. But I do think what you're saying in closing, we do have responsibility, too. But, again, what tools do we have if you're a baby? Go ahead. It, it just, it, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I do get it. Um, but but what, what um, what credence does your faith have? If I if I'm gonna because you made a statement about the very Bible everything is in in there is white every it's not though it's I not didn't say that the common sense I didn't say every, not everything not, man, not everything I talk about the images right but the those are those those are those Bibles that that are drawn up with those so-called images let, but let the me say the scripture. Speech. The scripture itself, what, what the word, we not, we not, uh, uh, we not, let me say, we are not persuaded by the image. We're persuaded by the word. I guess what I'm saying is this. And the, and the word don't line up with the image. Well, let me say this. Look at this for a minute. You live in Africa. Everybody that comes talking about the gospel is white. Missionaries are white. They come with the white supremacy. They come with the white images. This is how you find out who Christ is. Now, the Bible was in the Africa way before the missionaries. We understand that. But Africans, a lot of them got away from the gospel. They did. Just, just let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Ethiopia is a different story. They, they stayed in track. They stayed on track. They had, the, they had the gospel before Europe had it. But I'm talking about all of Africa right now. So when you get to hear, again, mm-hmm. this Christ, by the time, you know, again, not the Ethiopians, but it's whitewashed. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what you know. That's how you first found out. 
Purcell, we mm-hmm. have a problem because we got people in their 70s and 80s that will argue you and want to fight you over you talking about Jesus was black. So this is a stronghold. This ain't something small you can say, well, hey, y'all need to shake out of you. Y'all been in the faith long enough. No, it ain't nothing to shake unless and that's not my you are taught properly. Unless you're taught prop- Listen, the only exception is what happened to Seth, what happened to Ella Shure, what happened to Purcell, what happened to Pastor Chris. We had a rude awakening. God showed me, the Most High Yah showed me I was a white supremacist. He showed me I was a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. You have to have that cord cut or else you'll walk in this maze until you, until they put you in the grave. This is not no little small thing mm-hmm. you just need to tell people to wake up. Hey, folks, mature. It's people casting out devils, walking all kind of deep, deep other parts of the scripture they're, they're, they're scholars mm-hmm. in. They don't get this, though. They think Israel was white, Jesus was white, and it's, if he was white, he just was, but he wasn't. And so they bind all kind of white supremacy. So when they do have the truth, that's why Bible prophecy is in, is in jeopardy right now. We are supposed to present a type of Bible uh, uh, interpretation where people can see the end time and when the Messiah is to come. But with white supremacy, it, it confuses everything. You can't even see when the Messiah is coming. You're going to be looking at the father cockeyed. You'll be thinking he favored whites over blacks. You're not going to understand why black people are angry with each other, why we don't trust each other, because, of again, white supremacy is not addressed. Mm-hmm. Pastor Chris, anything on what we're saying? Um, all I have to say is that if you read the Bible, they change the name of di- different places, and it really kind of throws you off unless you really follow it closely to figure out who's who. You know, like Abraham came from Samaria. He was a, a, a Samaritan. But if you read the Bible, it says Sinar. And you look up Sinar, it tells you that he was a, a Sumerian. But, you know, it's there, but it's, it's, it's clouded in different words. They talk about uh, the sons of Ham, Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan. But if you don't know what the words they don't use, they use Cush for Ethiopia. You know, they use a lot of different names, and that's why I'm saying you have to follow it. Okay, hold on a second, hold on a second. All right, somebody just closed the door, did something. Folks, we can't have that because later on we play the job. I hear all them door closing and stuff. Meet us until you're able to talk. Go right ahead. Oh, that's all. I was pretty much it. I said you have to search closely and find out what certain words mean, what they change them to. You know, I've, I've read a book, and it, and it just broke it down like Sinar was Samaria. You know, it just said that. You know, all you have to do is look in the concordance, and you can see that Babylon was originally a, um, um, uh, they were sons of the Ethiopians. But, you know, if you don't know what you're reading, you can read all that. You can read Babylon, all that, and have no idea what they're talking about. So, you know, it's there, but it's shrouded in different words and naming this place this instead of that. So it's it's set up, to me, it's set up to be confusing, that you can't understand the truth. You know, just like you were talking about in in Africa, you know, 
Christianity is an African religion. It didn't come from Rome. Rome took it and corrupted it. And if you if you if you find a Coptic Bible or a Gnostic Bible, you'll see that they took the Word of God. They had all these councils and they put it out. And it was like you said, it was a it was you know you look at the education system and the religious system is all white supremacy. You know how many of us know about the Trail of Tears? How many of us know about the Black Wall Street? You know those things have been. Whitewashed out of history So we don't know mm-hmm. So we have to be You know the, the word is there We have to be careful And read it and study it Because all the truth is there Most of the truth is there But if if you don't know what you're reading Which I think many Christians don't You know you just go with, with What they tell you Like you and I We know who Gentiles were but if you go to the average Christian and say, who are the Gentiles? You know, they don't have any, any idea. You know, I call it kind of like reading blindly because, oh, the Gentiles, they're not, they're just not Jews. Well, that's not the truth. You know, we have to search the word to find the truth. It's in there. We have to search and understand what we're reading before I think we can make certain you know, certain thoughts and, and ideas about what we're reading. And I'll add this, and, and then we'll go to Ella Shore, uh, if you don't mind, Pastor Chris. I'll add No problem. Percy uh, made a comment, and, and kind of pretty much that's what we're addressing, his comment. You know, he said it's time, at some point, we have to take responsibility and, and be mature and grow up, and I think he's right. But I... What do you do if your pastor don't know this? Well, you know, so, I'll tell you. So, say so, so hold, hold on a second. So okay, I'm sorry. You go to church and you say, all right, I'm going to grow up. Like Purcell say, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to go to church. I'm not going to be late. So you you are there like the pastor's skin. When he there, you there. When he say do something, you do it. When he say research it, when he give you Bible verses to read, you do it. But he don't have no clue what we're talking about. Is how can how can you? Now there are exceptions to the rule when people really follow the Holy Spirit. You can't outgrow your pastors in some ways, but I'm saying in most cases when you got the leader that oftentimes brought you into the faith, if he says no, no, pay attention to some Hebrew Israelites because you know they cause division. All you gotta do is just Google them, uh, do YouTube, and you'll see how they act. They, they hate whites. If he's if he's doing anything, teaching anything, uh, we're talking white supremacy. There is how is how can you be helped? This is your lead. This is your mentor. So, Priscilla, I think it's a big system we're talking about. But I think you're right. You at some point need to be devout with whatever system you have, but I don't know that you can outgrow your system unless you truly listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to be taught how to hear the Holy Spirit. Per se, you understand what I'm saying before we go to uh, uh, LSU? Quickly, like 30 seconds. You don't, have to be taught to, you don't have to be taught how to hear the Holy Spirit. I don't believe you have to be taught that. I believe, I believe that was intrinsically put in. Right, but what I'm trying to say when the Holy... Now, you know as well as I know there's over 3,000 denominations. Somebody ain't hearing something. 
Now, hear me out real quick. Purcell, you know about all these denominations. Baptists have issues with the Holy Ghost. Hold, come on, you, you already know. Somebody ain't hearing. All I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. All I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And, yes, you're right. The Bible says you have an unction in you. By the Holy One, you need That's not the right. enemy man should teach you. But what I'm trying to say is if you ain't told that that voice you're hearing is not your voice, but it's the Holy Spirit, you still have to be taught that. You're going to hear it, but you may not have confidence. I know what I'm talking about. Holy Spirit has was telling me some things about white supremacy, but I have confidence in it because on the outside of me, totally white supremacy. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, I understand. I, 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 Holy Spirit is saying he couldn't have been black. He could have been white. He was in, He's right outside of Africa. It's nearly equator. High in the world. Could, but then everything you see on the outside of you is screaming he was a white man. Let's go to Ella Shul. Again, everybody, even listen to the Fastest on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have on the line. Brother Purcell Porsche all the way in Ohio, and then Pastor Chris and uh, LSU in Texas. And uh, we're just, again, on this open forum, just sharing different things. we kind of been leaning hard towards it. Had somebody just pop on the line. Excuse me. I had several people pop on the line since I did this earlier, so y'all just bear with me. Again, folks, we're just talking about the church and, 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 and various um, deceptions in the church. LSU is kind of leading out. He kind of starts his ball rolling. I'm going to go back to him and let him kind of finish up. Y'all, we're going to roll over just a little bit. Remember, if you listen to us online, you have to call the phone number, else we're going to go off in about five minutes for you. If, if you're listening, you, click, you clicked on the link. You didn't call the phone number. You're going to be uh, – the show's going to end for you in about five or six minutes. So call the number so you can keep listening. We're going to roll over just a little bit. 914 914- 205-5590. And LSU, you heard me say we're about to uh, uh, roll over a little bit. So go ahead and just go just a little bit, and then I'd love to get uh, final responses from everybody on what you're saying. LSU, hold on a second. Make sure he's on. And by the way, while we're getting LSU on, any of you uh, want to jump in? Hold on, LSU. Anybody on the phone line that want to get in on the conversation, go ahead and press 1. We'll bring you on. You can ask a question to any of the panelists. If you're in the chat room and you have a question or comment for us, go ahead and type your question or monitor the chat room, and I'll get that question to the guests, I mean to our um, panelists, all right? So, LSU, go right ahead. Yes, sir. I want to use an analogy that Brother Purcell used as far as the growth and maturity process. And I want to use explicitly the scriptures to convey this point. And I want the believers, the the people who are listening to know, we're not in contention here. We're just discussing different points of faith and different views of faith. Uh, Iron sharpens iron. So please know that, that there's peace among us, okay, that there's no conflict here. Uh, And I want to use that analogy. We are born into the world as infants. During the time we are infants, from the moment we take our first breath, up until we are about seven or eight years old, 
We rely totally upon our parents. And we understand the world from the impetus of what we see, which goes to the point of Seth's uh, point that he made about the impact and the influence of white supremacy. Now, but I want to take that analogy and use it the way Paul used it, describing believers in the faith, faiths in the faith. When Paul went to the Corinthian church, he told them, I suffer to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. He didn't go into all the nuances of the kingdom and kingdom life and kingdom living because these were babies and they couldn't understand the complexities of it. So he said, I suffer to know nothing among you but Christ and him crucified. He said, because you were yet babes. And he was able to determine that they were babes by the contention that existed between them, the conflicts. And by one claiming this person and one person claiming that, I am of Apollos, I am of Paul. Because that's the nature of carnal men. Now, taking that analogy, let me show you, Purcell, why everything you stated, with, stated for the most part, I agree with you, I understand you, I get you. But there's one very vital part, and this is the core of my whole argument, is that we got to hold preachers and pastors accountable. Now, let me walk you through the word. Romans chapter 10, verse 14, and verse 9. It says, This, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Yahweh Shad Hamashiach, Jesus the Lord, and shall believe, believe in thine heart that Elohim have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth. When it says the word heart, it is not talking about that entity, that, ent- that, that organ that sits in the middle of your rib cage. It's talking about your mind. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same sovereign Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. But for whosoever shall call upon the name of Yah, of Yahweh, shall be saved. How then, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe? Because that's the first initial point. That is the conception of our faith. That's the conception of our conversion. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher. And how should they preach except they be sitting? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings of good news. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 12. And it reads... Go back up to nine. Now he now verse Ephesians four and nine. Now that he now that he ascended, who is it but that he also ascended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that ascended is the same also that ascended far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did he do this? For everything there is a purpose. And if one does not know the purpose, they will abuse that thing. But what you don't understand the purpose of, you will abuse and you will destroy. Not as a conscious act, but out of ignorance. 
Now, why did he do it? For the perfecting of the saints. And I'm going to stop right there at that word perfecting. That word is the English word that's translated from the Greek word, and the Greek word means, guess what? Mature. For the maturity of the saints. Why are you maturing them, Yah? So they can do the work of the ministry. And in doing the work of the ministry, what is he doing? They're edifying the body of Christ. And in doing so, we'll all come into the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, mature man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. One last scripture. Matthew 24, 22. Come on, Eastward, you can work faster than that. Matthew 24, 22. Now, the reason why it is incumbent upon leaders, this world does nothing without leaders. And that's why can we held leaders on the, greater responsibility, on the greater accountability when they fall, because they do have a great responsibility, but they're accountable. And that's why for those who, who teach false doctrine, to me, I'm frightened to do so. Before I ever came into any of this truth and understanding of it, me and Seth, when I was at ORU, Seth would come visit me, and I would stay in an apartment house, and we called graduate housing, and we would go for hours and breaking the word. And I remember telling Seth one time, and I said, Seth, I said, I cannot accept any form of doctrine taught, preached, or believed unless it can be validated by the scripture. And Seth turned and told me, he said, if you ask, if you continue okay, that, and if you do that, Ella Shore. Yes, sir. Hey, let him in there. Uh, we'll, we'll go oh, ahead and close that. We, this is the end of the show, brother. Okay. Just go ahead and oh, wrap it up and, oh, okay, and, okay. and, and, and Purcell, so okay. we'll hear what he and has I, to say. Okay, and I'll wrap it up with this here. Matthew, Matthew 24-22. This is why it's important that we have solid teachings who are sold out to the Most High and not given to this world. Matthew 24, we're talking about the end times. It says, it says, and except those days should be short, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. We're talking about the elect. And up above that, it goes under and it says, And if any man shall say unto you, Lo, Christ is here, I dare believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, this is how great deception is in the day that we live. He said that if it were possible, even the very elect, will be deceived. And the only way that we're not going to be deceived is not due to any great point of our intelligence uh, that we walk so holy in the faith and that we follow the Spirit so deeply. It's going to literally take us up out of here. Because that's the only way we're not going to be deceived because this world is going to get darker and darker. And as you can see, by the context of what the Hamashach is saying, the people who are going to be preaching deception are going to be coming in Christ's name. Y'all have a blessed week. Thank you so much for, again, Brother Seth, for the opportunity to cut the bread. Brother Purcell, if you was trying to get in, I apologize. I didn't hear you. And y'all no, I'm good. I was uh, running that water in the background. I didn't realize I was not muted. Sorry about that. Ella sure didn't mean to do that if y'all heard that noise. But uh, Purcell, go ahead, y'all. I'm rushing off the work, so please forgive me. Purcell and then uh, Pastor Chris. Ella sure that was good. Purcell, respond to what he was saying. Take your time. Uh, and, um, I mean, you know, just know we're closing. All right? I'm going to respond like this, and I'm going to keep it real simple. I agree. 
and I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate Five Smooth Stone. I appreciate all the listeners. Share the information. Share that we're on. Share it. And, uh, again, I agree. I wasn't saying that we should not hold these people that are in these offices accountable. That's not my position at all. So I agree 1,000%. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And I love you all, and it's not a thing you can do about it. Okay, Pastor Chris Final. Pastor Chris, hold on a second, y'all. I think I may have muted his lines. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Pastor Chris, go ahead and try it again right you now. Can you, you go right here, brother? Time? Okay. I just wanted to say that I kind of agree with LSU. And I know that that may not be the correct thing to do, but he goes by the word and I go by the word. And, you know, he didn't say anything that I disagreed with. And, uh, you know, the thing about, you know, as far as the teachers are concerned, it, you know, it's like the blind leading the blind. If you don't know the truth, you can't teach the truth. And you're going to keep people, I call it in, in uh, spiritual bondage, by teaching them Man, white, right. su- white supremacy in the, in the form of a theology, religion. You know, because, you know, when you, when you look at the other the Ethiopian Christians, you know, they have never been conquered by anybody. They're one of the oldest countries in the world. Um, so it is not the white man's religion. It's been corrupted maybe by them, but it is not um, the original form of it. And I think we need to seek after the original form for us to become truly liberated. And that's all I got to say, Brother Seth. You brothers have a good evening. And may God bless you. Well, thank you, Pastor Chris, for coming on. We really appreciate that, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody's line. I really thank y'all. It was a very good show tonight out there. I hope y'all understood both angles. If you really listen, nobody disagree with Ella Shore or Purcell. You know, Purcell was saying, you know, we need to take responsibility, grow up, and, and we can hear from that Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit inside of us. Ella Shore was saying it's a system that a lot of times trap you where you can't even hear that. I know we don't disagree with either one of them. And, uh, folks, that's our open discussion for tonight. Uh, Sunday, I'll be possibly, I don't know yet, brothers, it's about Sunday night, Sunday night, but most likely I'll be doing my show talking about white supremacy in details, getting into the bowels of this very country, the roots of this country. Then Monday we have these co-hosts back possibly uh, uh, for current events. All right? Uh, y'all know I like to go out with a powerful song, even though this is a secular song, Earth, the Wind, and Fire, talking about gratitude, some of that holy sound. And they say, I want to thank you. <laughs> anyway, this is a little secular, but it really is a spiritual uh, one of the songs we listened to. I, kept, I ran across it, and I said, you know what? When we was in those clubs, this is something that actually made us think of the Father. But listen, like Purcell said, I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Folks, we'll see you on Sunday night, 11 p.m. on Monday. All right? Monday will be an 8 o'clock show. Again, thank everybody on the phone lines and in the chat room. 
All right, y'all was quiet tonight, but that's okay. I guess y'all was listening. So pray about what you've heard because the Father truly is, um, he loves us. And, and these brothers have come on sharing what they know for sure will liberate you and make you free. Do not underestimate what you've heard tonight. We were not playing. Yeah. Uh-huh. 